I recently launched a brand called Normal Life, and Normal Life for me represents a big part of my personal belief system about a healthy lifestyle. In the early 80s, friends of mine, very close friends of mine, were dying of AIDS. And I was devastated because two of my best friends, one born a day before my birthday, June 26th, and one born a day after my birthday, June 28th, the three of us did everything together, and they both died within a six-month period of each other. And I really was left devastated by the loss of what had become my family. And I was devastated because I'm a doer, and if I can help or do something to to make a change, especially pertaining to loved ones, I want to do it. And there was nothing that could be done. All of a sudden, this very vibrant generation were told that there were no cures for this disease, this happening, this event, that it happened to people very close to uh, a good group of people in the fashion industry, but also people that were in my personal life. And so the immune system was attacked. The immune system could no longer defend my friends. And when they each told me individually that they were sick, they basically were saying, I'm going to die. And I don't know how long it's going to be before I pass. And the death was a very difficult death for each and for every everyone that succumbed to AIDS because what it did was the immune system could not defend whatever part of their body was giving in to this disease. So I was obsessed with finding out about how to build a strong immune system. My friends had passed, and I had to take some action. I had to learn. I had to figure this out. And I sought out people who were in this health and wellness world, and it didn't really have that name at the time because we're talking about the 80s, and it was pre any of the movements that we know now. It was very early. There were people like Dr. Andrew Weil, who was an early proponent of healthy lifestyle, and this being an early proponent of healthy lifestyle meant you were really a pioneer, and he was. And no matter what the criticism or what the medical world thought about his talks and his preachings about being proactive in your life, uh, he sustained that commitment to be sure that everything he could find, everything he could learn and teach about living a healthy, healthy lifestyle could move on and become more of a movement. I found myself eventually going to Arizona and to California and to other places where people of this mindset were gathering and sharing information. Through Andrew Weil, I heard Michael Pollan speak he, he may be not even had produced or written his first book, uh, and he was talking about how we grow food, farming, what is happening in the environment, what, what are animals being subjected to, and a lot of it being prompted by the fast food industry. And it was shocking information, and I was just mesmerized by 
the research and the information he was providing. And then there were people like Dr. Lodog, who is an American Indian medicine woman, who is just, just an amazing woman who are really shared amazing amount of information about herbs and plants and the healing aspects of what we can get from the land. And so many more uh, people who have become mentors for me through the years, um, Horst, who developed Aveda, an amazing man who just was dedicated to finding out all he could about how to change the mindset of the beauty industry, who he felt were making women sick with beauty products. And he, for one, shocked me with information into not wearing red lipstick or red nail polish anymore. And I had spent, oh my God, decades of, of wearing red nails and red lips because I thought for sure that could be part of my persona. So the information that I learned through the years and I became a dedicated student, I um, would take notes, I would follow through on everything, I incorporated what I was learning into my lifestyle. I was learning about different types of exercise. I learned about gyrokinesis, which is a, um, a non-machine version of gyrotonics. I learned about Tai Chi and ancient Chinese um, movement and mind-connected activities. I um, learned from... Dr. Yang, an incredible acupuncture doctor who is also an American Western doctor about the, the incredible um, opportunities through acupuncture. And so with all of these and other people that I've met and learned from through the years, I really dedicated my personal life to absorbing and learning as much information as possible. So as I was turning 50, I, um, and, and that was sort of like 1995, but early in 90, 91, 92, 93, I recognized that wearing makeup, face makeup especially, um, was not going to be good for me. I wasn't going to look great with with makeup on my face. Any of the lines that decided to stay and be a part of my expression of myself were only going to get accented, but even more were going to look like I was trying to hide them, which may sort of present me as weak and sort of taken down by my my lines on my face instead of feeling like I could show my face and be confident about who I had become in my late 40s and I felt good about myself. I didn't feel like I had a self-esteem issue um, and that I wanted to hide anything. So I decided that in order to come up with something that would make me feel okay about showing my face, I needed to work on some aspects of it that would make me feel better about it. So from a healthy lifestyle point of view, I felt that the food I was eating I was working out every day. My sleep has always been something that I've respected and created as a ritual. So I was pretty much on track with that. But what could I do so that the tone and the texture of my skin and actually the color 
year-round could look good, good enough for me not to cover it. It didn't mean I wouldn't wear mascara or I wouldn't do an eye pencil or whatever else or a lip tint, whatever whatever else I might want to do, but I just really wanted to focus on my skin. So I went about figuring out some protocol that would involve ingredients that I knew would work and that would be easy to use and would be efficient and would be something that I would feel good about using on a daily basis, which meant it would have to perform. So I came up with uh, a kit that had a moisturizer, an exfoliant, a color, and sort of a, a simple cleanser. The kit was part of a, a larger kit that I distributed through Bloomingdale's and through their catalog. And it had a big old cassette in it, and it was very pre-anything digital. And I think it was a little ahead of its time. It did okay, but it didn't knock anybody's socks off because the, it just was too early and maybe not yet at the point where you could really communicate directly with a whole bunch of people. Now, fast forward to 9-11. So at 9-11, as a New Yorker, I was devastated, totally devastated, that my city was attacked, and I never really believed that that would happen. And I thought really hard about the immune system again. So when you're under duress and stress, your immune system is really challenged. And I thought from this day forward, all of us would have to deal with an immune system that would be challenged because any day this could happen again. Any morning we wake up, the news might tell us something that leads us to believe even more that we could be under attack. And in fact, that is happening and has happened. So I decided to open the Wellness Cafe. And the products that I focused on were products that would not only do the job that you wanted, but would do something else. So two good examples are everybody brushes their teeth, right? So when you brush your teeth, you could be using a toothpaste that might have sugar in it, might have chemicals, might not be the best thing for you, but you or might be totally okay. But if you had a tooth soap that not only cleaned your teeth, but over time could pull bacteria from your system. That would be a plus. That would help your immune system. Or a mouthwash that not only served as a mouthwash, but could also alkaline your system. So I kept gathering products like that and kept gathering people who had information or concepts and ideas and would share them with my gathering following for the Wellness Cafe. The Wellness Cafe was an extension of my personal belief system and my, my goal to try to live a healthy lifestyle. I learned so much about what ingredients really work, what are the most positive outcomes of some of the products I've, I've had in the Wellness Cafe. And I also developed products of my own, including a new updated version of the skin line that I developed in 93. Now, I'd been using the concept that I developed in 93 all of that time and had not used any face makeup again. In fact, I have not used face makeup since 93. 
So here I was with the Wellness Cafe, and I was able to take that concept a little further and bring it into the product line that I um, was using and, and presenting through the, the Wellness Cafe. My early years with the Wellness Cafe included bringing juices to um, New York City in Midtown Manhattan, especially in the in the East Village, there were several places that had juices. But quite frankly, they were very exclusive and very very much at the beginnings of distribution. And so I worked with them and did some collaborations to have the juices brought to the Wellness Cafe every day. I had lots of the early concepts of uh, wellness really start with awareness and gathering people together to talk about it as a community. And through the years, I've been thrilled to see the amount of people who were wanting to become a part of that conversation and seeing more and more companies developing product and addressing safe ingredients and addressing healthy, a healthy perspective on food, on exercise, on well-being in general. And so the, the amount of gyms that have opened, the amount of, of new food products and health food stores and all of that has just been the most wonderful thing I could have ever imagined to happen. And so time has passed, and we obviously see that there's a big difference in where things were at 9-11 to where they are today. One of my concerns in the last couple of years has been the fact that maybe the wellness industry was following too closely in the beauty industry's habits and um, and concepts in that maybe every one of those products is not so important to have or maybe it's done for more of a business or commercial concept where everybody picks up on a trend and then that trend becomes uh, what has to be part of somebody's wellness routine. And so I decided that maybe it was time for me to bring in a voice that says, you know what, maybe simple is better. Maybe paring down and looking at sustainability, not only in the way we present packaging or the way we live our lives, but also in the way we buy things and how we use things. And are we buying and not using and then gathering drawers of product and then throwing them away? Maybe finding some things that really work, that are kind to your body, that are safe for you and your family, and that you can actually feel comfort in having as part of your daily routine. So in doing Normal Life, I thought about it and I thought, I really want Normal Life to be democratic and inclusive. I want everybody to be able to be a part of wellness and healthy lifestyle and that it shouldn't just be for the elite or for the people in the know, that this should be accessible. And if it's democratic and inclusive, it should mean it's for men and women, it should mean it's for all ages, it should mean it's for all skin colors and skin types. It really has to be for everyone. And so in doing that, I have learned so much through the Wellness Cafe and through oh, 40 years of exploring and learning and being mentored by amazing people. And so what I thought was, I have all of these things to share. 
But I want to start somewhere where I can really express the democratic, inclusive nature of normal life. So I decided to start with the skin line. Well, one of the things that I'm always asked is, what am I using on my skin? What am I, what, besides what am I eating and, and what type of exercise do I do? What am I using on my skin? And my answer is, it's very simple. It's really simple and it works. And it is part of what I've distilled over the last 40 years as something that's worked for me and that I see using for a very long period because it's never let me down. Basically, there were four products to this concept. Simplicity. Each of the products are for face and body. So there isn't a separate eye cream, lip cream, nose cream, neck cream, every cream. It's hand cream. This is for face and body. So the first is simple, a cleanser. So cleansers, obviously soaps, may not be a first choice anymore. The more we learn, we want to have a cleanser that is going to do the job and is also going to be good for our skin, perform for our skin. So charcoal and aloe are as timeless as you can possibly imagine in the ingredient scale. And, and as a combination, they're beautiful together. They work. The best way to use the cleanser is you just put it on dry skin and you massage it into your skin. So when you massage it into your skin dry, you're taking the time before you turn on the shower, you're taking the time to create a ritual for you of self-love. It's extra three minutes, but that extra three minutes every day or twice a day is the time that you're giving for you. And there is an expression that we give out to other people when we have self-respect and self-love. And when we do that, they in turn present respect to us and a caring. And that is often shown in the negative when we don't create self-love for ourselves and we have self-doubt and sometimes self-hate. People read on that and they behave in that same way towards us. So even though this little ritual doesn't sound like such a big deal, if you do it every day and you give yourself a few extra minutes every day while you're massaging yourself, it's another form of meditation. It's another form of giving yourself that feeling that you deserve to take care of yourself. So when you rinse off the cleanser, not only will the scent that, that I've created that should make you feel good and calm and relaxed also, but that should also, with the smooth skin and the feeling that you have of this cleanser on your skin, coming, rinsing off, and toweling dry, you will feel good about your skin. You will feel good that you gave yourself some time for yourself to massage. And the scent and the feeling that the scent created for you while you were doing it is a little time that you give to yourself. And for me, that has been an important part of my daily ritual. And I am happy to share it because the more we can do that, for ourselves, the more people read about how we feel about ourselves. So the cleanser is just a great product and it just does what I've wanted it to do all these years. The idea of 
really going into giving yourself a facial and exfoliating your body, which is sort of the next step of taking care of yourself. And it really is important in a lot of ways to think about exfoliating your body because there are dead cells that sit on our skin. We sweat a lot, especially in the summer or if we're working out. And it's good to get all the bacteria, not only in washing, but doing an exfoliation. So if you're doing it for your face, it's great. Body, awesome. My concern about exfoliating with a lot of products is the, the product they use for the exfoliation. Not only have we finally discussed now about it not being good for the environment, but it's not good for your skin. It's not good to scratch your skin. So my years of exploring the olive orchards and my search for olive oil for the Wellness Cafe, for the best olive oils, I learned a lot at the olive orchards. And one of the things that I learned was I could take olive pits and have them finely ground. And my first venture was doing it through a German jeweler to get it really, really fine. And now I've found a commercial way to do that. But if you take finely ground olive pits and you put them into the base of the cleanser, which is charcoal and aloe, the magic that comes from that is this very fine texture that's exfoliating your skin. And you do this again. You apply it dry, whether it's just on your face or your hands or your feet. Uh, so hands and feet, it's like a little mini manicure pedicure, or your face, it just is magnificent. Again, this wonderful scent that really does create the sound of a sigh because it's so calming. All of that massaged into your body or your face, giving self-love again, but then the result is just a spectacular, smooth finish. You see it right away. It really is gorgeous. And it's something that I love doing. I love the finish it gives my face. And every time I wash my hands with it, I, I really, my hands are not only soft, but my cuticles um, it's sort of like a little mini manicure, like I said before. But the best thing is to do uh, uh, an exfoliation on your feet. Now, guys really can use this, and it really, really works, and it's fantastic. So I, I have to say, the more you can do for yourself in your home, with a scent that is calming, the more, again, the self-love comes in. And it's low maintenance and easy. And But for me, exfoliating is that next step for a little extra self-care. So when I was thinking about the moisturizer, I really, really learned so much again at the Olive Orchards. And there is a formula that was developed in, in those parts because the ingredients came from everything that had to do with uh, picking and pressing olives. And this old-fashioned formula really just disappeared because it was so old-fashioned and technology and all of these new concepts for for um, moisturizers became sort of the beauty industry vehicle for productivity and commercialism. And I'm all for commercialism, but I'm also very much a believer in authenticity and, and a real result and an honesty in the product. And the simplicity of this moisturizer is really the key. So when you can have one product as a moisturizer for your face, your eyes, your neck, 
your hands, your feet, your body, when that moisturizer can work efficiently for your entire body, I say that's a good thing. The timeless quality of the ingredients, again, that's a good thing. It's very much like my concept about clothing. I like a piece of clothing that you can use in a lot of ways. I like a piece of clothing that's timeless that I could wear forever. The moisturizer, and actually this whole concept, but the moisturizer really explains that. It has the scent, again, it is not a fragrance. It is a scent that is very grounding, that is very nurturing in that it's calming and makes you feel good. It's a scent for men and women, for anybody and everybody. It is part of the experience. It's part of the ritual of moisturizing yourself. I use the moisturizer to remove my mascara. I take a washcloth, dampen it, put the moisturizer on the dampened part, sweep off my mascara, my skin stays smooth and moisturized behind it. I'm thrilled with the fact that I can use it to remove makeup too. The other thing I love to do with the moisturizer is before I put my socks on, I put the moisturizer on my feet, and they always feel soft. They always feel great. This is great for men, too. Every time you put your socks on, if you put moisturizer on your feet, you're halfway there. Women truly appreciate that. So this moisturizer is an everyday, as many times a day product, that works summer, winter, air conditioning, heating, all of the things that ravage our skin really, really get modified. I will never, ever say that any of these products is anti-aging. I will never say anti-wrinkle or any anything like that. But I will say from a positive point of view, if your skin is moisturized, with a product that absorbs into the skin right away, that does the job it's supposed to do, you will definitely want to be putting that on your face every night before you go to bed and using it as frequently as you need. The beauty of this product is you only need a pea-size amount for your hands and face. It goes a long way, and it really does the job. It's great as a massage cream, too, by the way. And it's really a great product to have a relationship with people again in a way that we haven't had. When my mother was very ill towards the end of her life, she was homebound and really... Um, had a more isolated life than she used to have. And I would visit her every night and um, spend a little time with her. And one of the things I saw that really affected how she felt was if I gave her a hand massage or a facial or brushed her hair, I could see an absolute sort of relaxed, pleasurable feeling come over her. And so I I often think now that we don't touch each other anymore. We don't hold somebody else's hand in kindness. And I really think that one of the things I would like to do is to use soft, which is the moisturizer, as a tool to connect people. So if a friend of yours sends you a text and says, I just lost my job. I am so distressed. I don't know what to do. Instead of texting back how sympathetic you are to your friend's um, problem, the best thing to do is to text and say, I'm coming, or call and say, I'm coming over to see you tonight. 
And when you go to visit, you bring the pleasure of your company through kindness and the kindness of touch. So if you give your friend a hand massage or a neck massage or a facial or just extend kindness through touch, there is a magic that happens with that that we have not allowed ourselves because, first of all, our hands are always full. We always have our mobile devices in our hands. So this rectangular hard device has been the transmitter of our emotions, our sympathies, our concerns for others, or lack of concerns for others. And so by taking that device out of your hand, putting it down, turning it off, and taking your friend's hand or your mom's hand or your dad or someone that needs comfort, someone who's not feeling well, take their hand and give them a hand massage and say, let me just hear what you have to say. Let me be here for you to communicate with while I look you in the eye and give you a hand massage. That kindness is something we all need to bring back into our lives. It is something that's so important that we used to do more that we're not doing now. I'm afraid because we were missing this activity, the ability to communicate through social media in a more detached way is not helping us and maybe bringing us down a bit, bringing down our moral integrity. But if we start with friends and people we care about by having face-to-face and hand-to-hand and touch contact and doing it through kindness, I think this will be an important step towards a more general kindness to each other as a population. I also think the Me Too, Time's Up era, the movement that really was critically important to make a huge change in our relationships with men as women who are always seeking equality and seeking to be at the best we can. I think that movement served an incredible purpose, but the next step forward has to be a more generous one on our part and one that is really based on kindness. I think men are very concerned about how to behave with us and what to do and and to do the right thing. I think the feeling, the fear is not good. And what can we do to bring us back together again? I think kindness is a much more um, demanding uh, activity for us to engage in. It's more of an emotional demand than even sex might be, especially if it's casual, random sex. But having eye contact and touch with another human being is very intimate, and it's an emotional connection that says, I have to be committed to this contact in a way that brings forward kindness. And kindness may have been dormant in a lot of us, and we need to activate it again. So I think we need to start thinking about ways to connect again with men who have been feeling quite confused and unsure about what is appropriate. And in actual fact, touch through kindness is something that we should consider 
in our next phase and interaction with men. So, obviously, the idea of not having to wear makeup was very important for me in 93, and it is still important for me and for me in my storytelling for women. I think when you are in your 30s, you realize that your skin is changing. Some of the expressions on your face are going to be a part of your look going forward. And that the more you try to airbrush them out with the artistry of makeup, the less pretty it looks or the less confident you look about who you are and how you want to present yourself. When you start having children or your life is changing too, it really isn't in your mindset to have full face makeup every day or maybe ever again. So what can you do to make that work? How can you, not only through really doing your best for a healthy lifestyle of sleep, diet, exercise with a good cleanser, exfoliant, moisturizer, but what can you do when you're feeling looking gray and your skin is uneven and the reason you wear makeup is to even out your skin color and what can you do for that? Well, I really spent a lot of time on this part of the concept. So the idea of having something that can even out your skin tone, that can also be a moisturizer, that is not makeup, that's not sitting on top of your skin, that's good for men and women to wear because it develops in your skin the same way a tanner would, but it's not the same as a tanner. So I prepared this really, really great performance product called Glow that you apply on your face and you put it all over your face. I am Lebanese and Basque, so I think I was born with circles under my eyes. So I obviously don't put color under my eyes but I put it around my eyes, all over my forehead, my nose, my cheeks, my chin, under my chin, my neck, into my chest. And I apply it, and very small amounts are required, and it goes right into the skin. Um, and as long as you smooth it out and you leave no excess on your skin, it'll be smooth and even. And within a few hours... It starts developing right away, and in three hours, you pretty much can see an even color that should be very complementary to your skin. The beauty of this is that you can sweat, you can dance, you can make love, you can get caught in the rain, you can look amazing without having to do anything else. If you want to put mascara on, do it. If you want to play with lip color or doing whatever else you like, absolutely. The girly girl aspect of our lives is really an important part of our emotion and our expression. But not having to wear face makeup is the most freeing thing you can do for yourself. You can stand under a light in an elevator and you're not going to be showing makeup sitting on top of your face with a makeup line. You can be anywhere. There's no need for filters. You can just be you. You can rub your face. You can, you can do anything you like. You can sweat at the gym and not think about it. The most beautiful part of this is that you can use it for face and body. It dries right away, so you don't have to wait before you put your clothes on. It's just 
something that I've spent a lot of time working on and I feel so good about and I feel even better sharing it so that women do not feel they have to cover up. They can feel good about their authentic self and expressing it and living life the way it should be led, not covering up. I love that men can use it too because men look as gray in the winter as anybody else. So it's not makeup. It's just a cream that absorbs into your skin and becomes a beautiful color. If you have super white skin, you can use little touches of it like a blush or a sun-kissed pop on the face. You can use as much or as little as you want and keep it even longer because it'll eventually fade and keep it longer by using soft with it and it just really that extra moisture in the skin keeps the color longer and then you can put it on as often as you like and depending on the time of year you can decide how much you want to put on. So my message here is that I like the idea that men can use the cleanser they can use the exfoliant, they can use the moisturizer, and yep, they can even use the glow. I like the idea that it's for any age. Nobody's left out. In fact, the moisturizer soft can be used for three-year-olds on up. And I love the idea that it's simple and there are four products. They can be used for any part of the body at any time. And from a sustainability point of view, there are two aspects. One is you don't have to keep trying a million products to see which is going to work and have tons of things that you end up throwing away. The other is we keep the packaging super simple. I have a clear sack. The product is in that. There's no tissue, peanuts, stuff to fill up a box. This sack I use over and over and over again. In fact, I was using the sack before I developed the this particular packaging. I use it to put all of my things when I'm traveling. I have several of them. I can see through the sack. I have personal care in some. I have underwear in others, t-shirts, leggings. It is just reusable over and over and over, easy to clean, easy for travel. And in this, I've created a little travel kit, so it's easy for you to pop in your bag and travel. The idea of having men be a part of it, men feel their feminine side, is great for women, by the way. For men to take care of themselves and understand that moisturizing and using cleansers that are going to create a good feeling for them and create some self-love and having skin that looks good and feels good is an appreciation for what women have always thought about and always desired to have. And having that common touch point the more we have in common, obviously, the better it is. The other point about having a face that's not a mask, that's not covered, that's not trying to hide lines, that's trying to pretend to be something else, is really not the way we live our lives. It doesn't take away from wanting the girly girl part of how we dress up, but giving us the freedom to live our lives in the most authentic way is a really fantastic thing. And finally, using kindness and touch and interacting is a big, big deal. And it's something we need to practice. We need to put down our mobile devices, the hard, cold, rectangular object, and replace that with interaction with touch, with an experience with our friends and people we care about, 
and even people who aren't well that need a visit, that need a handheld, that need to have somebody just listening is a big, big, big thing we can give from ourselves. So practicing kindness means we probably will receive kindness too. And nothing is better than having that experience in a time where we've sort of become detached. So I'm so happy that I'm finally presenting normal life and the skin line. And I look forward to presenting other concepts and other ideas that I'm developing from my years of experience in practicing a healthy lifestyle. I hope you all have an opportunity to have the experience. A healthy lifestyle is free, and you can be a healthy person by practicing the three pillars of a healthy lifestyle, sleep, diet, exercise, all are free. You can exercise. If you're near a staircase, you're at a gym. You can just keep increasing those steps or the amount of times you go up and down the steps and you're getting an incredible workout. Diet, don't eat as much of the bad food as you've been eating, maybe reduce down to only really good products, really good ingredients, and a better focus on what you're eating and how often you eat. Sleep is a ritual, something to think about from the minute you wake up in the morning. You should be practicing behavior that will enable you to have a good night's sleep. Expecting to have a good night's sleep by just putting your head on the pillow may not be the answer. So I wish you all a healthy lifestyle with lots of good sleep, healthy diets, and lots of fun exercise. <laughs>